0: Welcome to the Happier You Podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. The Happier You is about encouraging each of us to connect with our unique self and figure out what our personal happiness looks like, not what anyone else thinks our happy should be, but what really fills up our cup and brings us joy. Each episode is about exposing you to new ideas, perspectives, and tools to help you build more happy moments into your day-to-day life. Your happiness is your responsibility. So let's get this figured out so you can start living your best life today hey happy people welcome back today on the podcast we've got Brittany wassiff with us and Brittany is a movement and yoga therapist who helps people work through chronic pain Brittany, welcome to the Happy you podcast
1: thank you so much for having me and thank you to anyone who takes time out of their day to listen to this episode really great. Thanks, Brittany. That's
0: awesome. So when I met you, we talked about a, a few things and then I went and checked out your website and I was really impressed with your story and how you ended up doing what you do. I think it's beautiful. So could you just share that with the listeners? How
1: how did you get here? Yeah, absolutely. So I had, I grew up as a dancer and throughout that process, I was really um, hard on myself, really hard on my body it's a really demanding kind of um, a sport, I guess, sport and art. And I ended up with a ton of chronic pain. Somehow I stumbled into a yoga class and that's where I I started to connect with myself in a way that I hadn't before. So it was like it was less competitive, I think, than being in a dance background. From there, I went and did my teacher training and became a yoga teacher And then I had all these students coming to me that had chronic pain and they were getting sent from doctors, from chiropractors. I think everyone kind of recommends yoga as something to help with pain. Like you've probably heard that before Um, if you have pain, try a yoga class. And at that time, I had absolutely no skill set to help these people other than, you know, doing movement in a yoga class so I got really curious and I went out and sought out um, someone who knew more than I did I was like there has to be something to this there has to be a reason everyone is sending people to a yoga class to heal their pain Anyway, so I found an incredible mentor and it was through my experience with her that I myself got out of chronic pain for the very first time. And I did a workshop with her. And I remember I woke up the next morning, and I didn't have pain in my shoulder. So I had struggled my my entire adult life with chronic pain in my neck, my back and my shoulders. And I just remember I woke up And it was such a strange feeling because I woke up feeling like something was missing and I didn't know what it was. I woke up and I was like, I feel really different. Something feels wrong was kind of the first thought I had. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, my neck and my shoulders, they're not hurting. And so immediately I just started sobbing because this was the first time I had experienced this in my life. And so that set me down a rabbit hole. I was like I need to learn absolutely everything I can about this so that this can be my natural state and I want to help other people with this as well. So it's so interesting because I was so um used to my chronic pain and I had accepted it that when I went on this search for something more to help. It was to help other people. It wasn't even to help myself because I was like, I've got to help these other people, just accepting the fact that I would have chronic pain forever. So it was so interesting that that was kind of how I got started.
0: I love that story. And I think um, that's really what resonated with me because I have found since I think it's since COVID, I started seizing up. And you know, the discussion you and I after I heard your story, the discussion that we had was about how it kind of snuck up on me until one day, I realized I couldn't even shoulder check in the car, like I was turning my whole body. And I think part of finding our happier is taking care of ourselves and, you know, and not waking up that day and going, Oh, like, I, it's gonna be a bad day. Right? Like, you don't you all of a sudden realize it's gotten so far that there's nothing you can do to kind of work through it you just have to give in to your body's aches and pains kind of thing right um and so that's what I really love about that is um first of all I I think it's awesome that you were like I have to help other people and then realize wait I can help myself too (laughs)
1: Yeah. And actually, it's um. so now that I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of chronic pain, and there is such a deep connection between our brain and our body. And there is um uh, some research that suggests that like people who like to help other people tend to have chronic pain. So it's really interesting. It's like people who are type A, people who are quote, unquote, people pleasers, um, people who like to help. It's just really people who think of other people. They can sometimes forget about themselves and and end up in in pain. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So... The thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast is when I was, when I was checking out your website, I was like, wow, this, uh, this lady's got a lot to her resume. So not just movement therapy, but like you said, you are a yoga teacher, but also a yoga therapist, trauma informed training, which I think is interesting because a lot of chronic pain can come from trauma as well. And you've got over 10 years, uh, teaching and working with chronic pain. And so, so what you're saying now is that you're no longer in pain. Like you've solved your own pain and now you're off helping the rest of us.
1: Yeah. So this is really an interesting question because we're human life happens. Pain definitely happens. So there will be times when I have pain, but I wouldn't call it chronic. So if my life is overly stressful, if there's a lot going on, I'll start to notice Pain coming back in my body. What's changed, though, is that because I'm really connected to my body and I'm able to tune in a lot sooner than I had in the past, I don't get the pain in my neck and my shoulders because I actually know what happens before I have pain in my neck and my shoulders. So I get a little like warning signal from my body and I like to think about it like traffic lights. So red is when you're in chronic pain. This is usually when people come to see me. Yellow is kind of like when you're in tension and, you know, you're, you're on your way to pain. If you don't intervene, you're going to end up in pain. And then green is when you're feeling your best, but we're human. We're going to move between all three of these colors. Absolutely. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So when, so it's not that I never have pain, it's just that I spend the majority of my time in the green zone or feeling good. And then, um, And then if I start to move a little bit towards yellow, I know that I need to intervene. Now, because I'm human, there are times that I do not do that. I ignore my body. I'll admit it. (laughs) Um, And that starts to take me over towards more so like yellow and red, where I'm starting to get closer to tension. And if I were not to intervene there, then I'm likely going to end up with that neck and the shoulder pain. But I know what to do not to get there, so I just intervene a little bit sooner. So we're, we're human; we're always going to have pain, you know. Even over the holidays, we had a pretty busy, crazy holiday, and I had some of those symptoms come up, and I was like, okay, I need to take care of myself. Right, and I find that
0: in all aspects, you know. Even I find that with my body, with my mental health. I love your, you know, the early warning signals, the the yellow light. And we do. we were like, I can push through this. I can push through this. And then your body says, no, no, you can't, because then suddenly you're in the red light. Yeah. 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 That's a great. I love that descriptor, actually, because one of the things in the beta test that I got to do on your course was noticing. And you just use that word again. And I think that's I think that's so important because. That's how we take care of ourselves is being in tune to our body and listening and saying, oh, how I I know what's coming or what is this about? What can I do to help this? Okay, so if people are dealing with chronic pain or they're not sure if they're between the yellow zone or the red zone or not admitting where they're at, perhaps they've been there so long, what are some of the basic things that you teach people to be aware of or tools that they can do to help themselves through this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you want to start doing this work on your own and just really getting in touch with your body, it is the noticing that is the absolute most important thing that you do. We just we live in a world where we're really up in our brains, we're we're really logical, everything is about thinking, and we spend a lot less time feeling we spend a lot less time feeling our bodies. And and we can even get um, frustrated with our bodies because we we feel like they're working against us. And I think it's really important to remember that our bodies are doing absolutely everything in their power to keep us safe. So even that chronic pain is a way for our body to keep us safe and protect us. So when we start to kind of notice why our body might be trying to keep us safe, then we can intervene a little bit. We can let our body know, you know what, we're safe. We actually don't need you to protect us with this pain, with this tension, w- whatever it might be. And I love that you brought up mental health because I'm a big believer that the brain and the body are deeply, deeply connected and that your physical body and your mental health, they can't be separated. So when you have chronic pain, you might not realize how much that's actually draining your happiness, your other aspects of your life. And that was huge for me is that when I started to unwind my pain patterns, I my I had severe depression and anxiety and those cleared up those just clear I wasn't trying to clear those up. I didn't even think the two were connected, but they completely dissipated with the work I was doing on my body. And I was just like, what is happening? So to come back to some like tangible advice that people can do is just to start notice, start to start to notice. So I love to slow people down and really get them to notice, to to refine the way that they notice because sometimes we can go and do a workout. And we have absolutely no idea how we feel before the workout. And then we do the workout and we know we feel something different after. So if we can get even more refined of noticing, like, how do I actually feel before I'm about to do my movement practice, my workout, my yoga class? And then what are the effects of how do I feel after And for a lot of people, I'll make that even um, I'll break that down even more and I'll get them to do one movement. So say you're going to do some squats. How do you feel before you do your squats? How do you feel after you do your squats? And just notice. And that's really going to help you start to tune in more to your body and start to notice, well, were those squats really nurturing the feeling that I want more of in my life? Or do I feel, do I feel some more pain afterwards? Um, And then you can do the same with your thought patterns as well. So noticing like when I'm thinking a certain way, how is that landing in my body? Where do I feel that? When someone says something to me, where do I feel that in my body? And, And that's a fun one because you can do that just every day in your life just taking that little extra time to just, to to just check in with your body.
0: That sounds like a little bit of mindfulness there too, right? Like, um, when I've done some mindfulness work with a coach, she's like, okay, where do you feel that in your body? And, uh, and it was interesting because as soon as I noticed, it's like, it relaxed, like just acknowledging where the stress was it, it went away. So that's cool. And I did, in your beta course i that i found that the squat exercise very interesting because you didn't just do it once right you had us try different things and then notice again and it was really powerful and yeah noticing i love it i think it's such a great tool anything else that you would give us
1: yeah i think learn a little bit learn a little bit about the science of your body and there are so many fantastic resources out there now um talking about pain science, talking about um, the nervous system and just how the brain and body are connected. And what's so lovely about that is sometimes just learning about how this information is is happening in our system is enough to shift symptoms. So there's research out there that suggests that learning about how pain works can actually help to dissipate pain. Very cool. one of the other
0: things I really liked on your course was the is it Yoga Nidra or is it just called nidra?
1: Yeah, Yoga Nidra, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I remember reaching out to you saying, I think I like, I think I fell asleep or blanked out in the middle of it. And you're like, yeah, like that that's normal. Cause I was like, oh, I think I did something wrong. Like I didn't realize I was tired. And so I've heard people talk about yoga nidra. I know my mom is like, I think you'd like it. And I've just, I'd never gotten around to trying it. And I think, I think you told me it's, sometimes it can be the equivalent of a nap, right? Like doing that practice. And that's so beautiful because I think sleep is a huge factor in our happiness. And I would guess that it has a lot to do with pain and recovery as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So yoga nidra is so beautiful because it does give you that deep rest in a way that other practices don't and it's so body-based. So I love that because it does help you tune into your body and you're you're exactly right. With chronic pain, most people come to see me, they're exhausted. They have absolutely no idea that they're exhausted, but we really need to help their system kind of slow down and And just get rest and just take that time to rest and then we get to kind of build up and work on you know movement habits and and practices and strengthening and all that good stuff but first things first we need to nourish our system so it feels rested because we just we don't know how much we're we're doing all the time we're always thinking we're always on the go we've got a lot going on and we just really need to to get some deep rest
0: well, and that's it. I think it's almost impossible to make smart choices, the right decisions for ourselves when we're exhausted. We're just not in the right headspace to 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 help ourselves, right? Like, and that's one thing that I believe firmly in because I've done a lot of self reflection, and I'm like, yeah, when this lady's tired, she is not her best self. She doesn't make good decisions, and I don't show up in the world as optimized as I'd like to be kind of thing. So yeah, that's interesting because I think we all want, we're all solution oriented. We're always driving for what can I do to fix this and slowing down and resting or sleeping and taking care of ourselves is not our natural choice. That's not what we're, I don't know, I guess
1: it's just not what we're raised to do in many instances, right? Absolutely, absolutely. can be so challenging and there can be a lot of guilt that comes up with resting. Um, And one of the things that actually can be really helpful if you have a hard time slowing down is instead of going from or trying to go from 100 to zero to actually winding yourself down slowly. So starting with, you know, if you're if you're really amped up, you might actually want to start with a workout and then gradually make your workout slower, make the movement slower, and then start to come into a yoga nidra practice or something slower like that, instead of just, you know, feeling all fired up and then trying to meditate and be still like that can be so difficult. (laughs) I identify with that. And I'm pretty sure I'm
0: not alone, right? Like those of us that try to meditate uh, and struggle with it, I think it's that. Yeah, that's great advice, Brittany. Thanks for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I need that advice for myself. So I know that's worked for me.
0: <laughs> well, that's part of what self-care is, right? Is learning the stuff, but then kind of slowing down and saying, wait, what do I need right now? Like I have some of these tools and you forget to use them, right? So.
1: yeah, and a big thing that I love helping people to do is actually um, learn how to to choose which tool is right for them in which moment. And I don't you know it's when someone works with me, I don't prescribe them a, a movement routine. I actually, help them create their own because they're the only person who knows what works best for them and that can be really tricky because we like to be told what to do. We like to be told how many repetitions of something to do, how often to do it. And I really I really want people to kind of figure out what works for their own unique system in each moment so that they can get more accurate with the care, the self-care that that's going to serve them.
0: I can see where that would be uncomfortable because I do love, you know, handing over that responsibility and saying, okay, fix me. And what you're saying is that you're teaching me how to fix myself, how to take care of myself and how to listen to my own body. Right?
1: Yes. Like that is my absolute goal is that I want to work myself out of a job. I want you to be able to have the tools that you need in your toolkit to, to unwind your own pain and, And it's so easy to go into this process with a fix it mentality. It's just like, if I just do this one thing, or if I just stretch this one thing, like I'll be fixed. And it's, it's like, there's nothing that we need to fix. It's just, you know, more time being just more time being. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, and it's all interconnected. That's the other thing. Like you even said between, you know, the mental health and the physical health, but also you know, the knee bones connected to the hip bone kind of thing, right? Like it, we can't just focus on one thing. So one more question before I let you go. I would assume that typically people come to work with you when they're in chronic pain, but do you sometimes get people who are in the yellow zone and they're like, I can see where this is going? Like what, what is sort of the pattern of people working with you and, and what do you recommend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I get, I get both. So I get those that come, To me, because it's a last resort, they've gone to see a ton of They've tried a ton of other things and now they're like, I don't know what else to do. I'm in so much pain. So I get that type of person. And then I get the other type of person who is in the yellow. They're feeling some tension They're They know that if they continue down the path, that it's not going to be great for them. And they don't want to lose their ability to move and feel good and do all of the activities that they love. So they come see me kind of preventatively. They want to work on um supporting their system and they want to learn about how their body works so that they can get stronger so that they can run longer distances um, so I do work with some people who have more of a goal in mind they might not have chronic pain yet or they might ju- yeah they might just have some tension that creeps up but they want to make sure that they are not moving towards chronic pain
0: right right so how do people work with you how do they find out more about you where where should we send them
1: Yes, they can check out my website. It's Um, And then you can also find me on Instagram, which is at BritWassaf.
0: Awesome. I really did enjoy going through your website. It's inspiring and it gives hope. And I think sometimes when people are in chronic pain or, you know, even if they can't admit they're in chronic pain, they're uncomfortable and they realize there's limitations on their body. Um, having hope can be one of the biggest things to force you to unlock it and figure it out and go outside your comfort zone and ask for help.
1: Yeah. And I really want people to know that that there is hope and that you do not have to be stuck in pain or discomfort or feeling yucky in your body. There really is hope. And the tools to get you there are pretty simple. It's it's a process for sure. It takes work. It takes time. But it's really simple and it's really, really possible. And I always say this to people if when they're uncertain, it's like borrow my belief because I have seen people heal time and time again. And I have colleagues that I work with who have people who have healed. So we just we've seen it. So if you don't quite believe it's possible yet, borrow my belief and and go from there.
0: I love that. Borrow my belief. Thanks, Brittany. That's awesome. You're
1: welcome. I always like to ask my
0: guests if they have a favorite quote that inspires them that they could share with us. And I did not give you a heads up. I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything
1: off the top of your head or? For me, coming out of pain has allowed me to be more myself. Um, there's There's an authenticity piece and that really feels good for me. So there is a quote um, and I have no idea who it's by. So I apologize. <laughs> um, authenticity requires vulnerability, transparency, and integrity. And I really, that really sits in my stomach.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'll look up and see who it's by. And,
1: yeah, and thank you.
0: The the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Awesome. Thank you for this, Britt. I, I think I feel like our path will cross again in the future, I know, because I love what you're doing. I love your energy. And I love, you know, what you said at the end about authentic, because I think that's how we live our happier lives is realizing who we are and enabling ourselves to, to be that person, you know, working through whatever life throws at it, whether it's chronic pain, depression, anxiety. So thank you again for being you and sharing your heart and being here with me today. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed meeting Brittany today. Lots of really good stuff in there. One of my favorite things that she said was, refine the way you notice. I think that's so important. I think we so often go through life just being busy and not really slowing down and noticing some of that important stuff, like when our body's talking to us. The other thing that she mentioned was like, where do I feel this in my body? And I think just that act of noticing brings you some clarity and into the moment. And as I promised, that beautiful quote that she shared was by Janet Louise Stevenson. I also wanted to mention that Brittany's website is britwasseff.com. So that's B-R-I-T-W-A-S-S-E-F dot com. There's lots of great info on her website. right, happy people. That's it for this week. Remember, when you have a choice, choose happy. Have a good one and go get your happy and I did not give you a heads up. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, do you have anything off the top of your head or?
1: Hmm. So many. So something, okay, I got one. I got one.
0: <laughs> Sorry for the
1: delay. No, no,
0: don't apologize. I totally, I'm like sitting here going, whoa, this is the new year rest, right? Where I'm like, whoa, I didn't give her a heads up. Oh, I love it. Hey, this is just a quick reminder. If you know anyone that they could use more happiness in their life, please share the podcast with them. The whole point of doing this is to create more happiness in the world. And the more people we empower to find their personal happiness, the more happiness we have to spread around. So please take a minute and share the episode.